and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, how are we doing? Hey, Adam. All right. Why don't you let everybody know what we've got in store today? <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, it's a bit of a half-baked idea, but um, I think the title will be The Weight of a Leader's Words. And so to be clear and vulnerable like we kind of just came up with that title about three minutes ago exactly right? and i might be generous with three minutes so when we say half we knew the topic we didn't know what to call it but yes that's, that's yes. where we landed yeah, good i like where it we landed. Yeah. all right so why why this uh what yeah. what was the genesis of yeah, this i idea? had an interaction uh let's call it a month ago and uh, so someone had just kind of uh got some new responsibility for uh some other folks and we're kind of pre-living the meeting they're going to walk into a meeting and uh, say some things. And so, Hey, tell me what you're thinking, those kind of things. And, uh, and it, it occurred to me and I said this out loud, like, Oh, wait, listen, here's what you need to understand. Your words have more weight than you think. Mm. Uh, they did probably before this, but especially now positionally. And you, you can't say that. Yeah. Your words have more weight than you think. And so, um, that, that's what I want to talk about. I don't think, uh, leaders understand the weight of their words and, uh, because of that, I think they uh, are reckless, mm -hmm. and I also think they miss opportunity. And uh, even more than the specifics, I just wanted to raise that category uh, for leaders as they think about, uh, or that to ask them to think about um, how much weight their words carry. Yeah. So this would be one of those areas where the uh, the rich and famous are better off than the regular, right? right? Because right. Right. those who have big platforms are constantly in the public's eye. They know this to be implicitly true, that the power of their words, that their words get scrutinized, That's they right. get That's quoted, right. which is why they hire PR departments, right. you know, to help them. Uh, but for all of us other leaders that don't have massive platforms <laughs> and don't have big, huge Twitter followings that don't really care, uh, we can maybe miss this sometimes. And I'll know for myself, if you were to sit there and go, Adam, your, your words have a lot of weight with the people you lead, I'd be like, but I'm just me, right? It's not totally. that big of a deal. Totally. I'm not uh, that big a deal. That's and, it. Uh, which is not playing like uh, pseudo humble. I think most people are just kind of like, yeah, I've got more responsibility now and I'm leading some people. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just me. Mm -hmm. And there is something though that happens. And I hope that young leaders, new leaders, and there may be even probably going to be some seasoned leaders that are, their eyes are going to be opened yeah. as they, uh, as we continue this conversation if they do just walk away, as you said, just understanding, all right, my words are weighty. Yes. And, um, and so let's be slow to speak right now. Let's be thoughtful. I'm not saying we have to go so far as to be like a professional athlete and just be measured and only speak in cliches. I mean, but you can understand why they do say, that. Say nothing. Yeah. yeah. You just say, talk, uh, talk just for say, 10 minutes and say nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to show up tomorrow, you know, and, uh, <laughs> the team really played well and I'm just happy to have the opportunity. Right. It, there's a reason those guys do that right. because they know the power of words. Right. And so let's just say nothing. So, um, so to frame up this conversation, well, you had another story actually before well, we get I, into I, that. We were talking earlier. So uh, what's going to happen is someone who's young and they're not leading yet, they'll go like skip. Um, yeah. I'm out on this one because I don't, I'm not leading any teams. I don't have people that report to me. I don't stand in front of a church and you know lead thousands of people. So this doesn't apply to me. And I would say, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is exactly the time to start thinking about this stuff. And, uh, and for whatever reason, I thought about a, a story I ran into, um, uh, a football player. He was a division one, uh, you know, top five, uh, school, um, kind of player. And he was a uh, center. And so he's 18 years old. He's on the team 
he's a third string and he tells the story is genius. And he was like, coach didn't even know my name, you know, uh, but I'm the third string center. So he gets to fly, you know, and uh, stand on the sideline, just tell jokes with the, uh, you know, with the kicker who only yeah. rolls out there every once in a while. So he said, that's what I did. I'm just, I'm just goofing off. The first, the first string uh, center was an all American. He was going to go pro, which meant then um, I think the, the guy was a sophomore was going to step into that role and he was going to go pro as yeah. well. And then there was me, that other guy that they couldn't remember my name. So first quarter, uh, um, you know, the, the starting center goes down. And so he now quits telling uh -oh, jokes. Yeah. He's like, you know, uh, I got to kind of pay attention. Right. Yeah. And then the second quarter, the second string, uh, goes, uh, goes down. And so then, you know, the coach is, is calling for what's his name. Like, I don't even know his name, but he's now the starting center of this major football program. And he goes trotting out there. And prep time is over. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get to go look at his playbook and go, I, I need to be shored up just a little bit before I, cause I'm not quite ready. I'm only 18. He's like, no, you're the starting center. And he was for the rest of uh, the season. Mm. And um, I, I think that it's going to be everyone's story at some, at some level. I, I didn't expect to be thrust into a position of leadership. I wasn't expecting yet uh, to have that responsibility and it just came and you had to be ready at that moment. So yeah. this is a great time uh, to think about your own words, to hone your own words and also study people and the way that they, um, that they use uh, their words. So yeah. let's just say it again, uh, that as a leader, your words have more weight than you think. So choose them carefully. I like that. Okay. I want you to know. So let's just frame this up. Uh, three general categories. There'll be some overlap here, but I think just this will this will hit most of what a leader deals with when it comes to their words on a day in and day out basis. So let's talk about encouragement, feedback, and then just this whole idea of intent. Uh, so let's talk through those. So let's talk about the first one here with encouragement. So as a leader, uh, your encouragement goes a lot farther uh, than when you were not a leader. That's right. And so That's right. use it wisely, use it uh, regularly, and uh, don't hold back. Be generous with encouragement. So sure. how have you seen encouragement like, Yeah, like out? you're rich and you're just making it rain. There you right? go. <laughs> you're yes, just all over it. Yes. You know, that, needs to be, uh, that needs to be the way that you operate. Uh, yes, I think all of us can remember uh, at times where we caught, you know, whatever the scenario was, the coach's or the boss's eye. And they yep. said, Hey, I, I saw you, you know, I saw you. I, I can remember, uh, I'm a sophomore, um, in, in high school and I started, um, kind of my first, I'm sorry, I was a junior and I started one of my, it was the biggest game that I played in at that point. And, uh, the coach, uh, you know, I just, I just did, I did well. And the coach rewound the tape and he goes, who is that? <laughs> and he kept rewinding that, you know, and the offensive line coach goes, that's McGee, McGee, you know, and he belt out a whole bunch of expl uh, explicatives and, uh, and was just like, that's a more of you, man. You know? And like that, that whole, and I, I can, dude, that was, what was that? You know, 30 plus 40 years yeah. ago, uh, 30 years ago. And I, I can remember where I sat, what the locker room smelled like, you know, where, um, and the game and the, the score, the, the whole deal, because I had caught someone's eye and they were being encouraging in that moment and on and up from my, yep. from my spouse, from my kids, from my coworkers, from my pastor, from bosses, from all of that. I can remember those. And so if that, that's the same for us, surely it is for, yep. uh, you know, it's universal for us. Surely it is for those that we lead and we need to remember that they're just like us and they're hoping that we, uh, we will be uh, generous. What's a good word with our encouragement. Cause I remember my life was really, really impacted with encouragement from our friend, Bill Willits uh -huh. at yeah. North point in Atlanta yeah. when I was living there. So I was a volunteer and he was on staff 
And he just was so encouraging and very generous with his encouragement and his coaching, which we'll talk about here in a second. But Bill is known as a great encourager. Yeah. And, um, and it had a profound impact on me that ultimately led to me uh, leaving Atlanta, moving to Dallas, pursuing full-time ministry. And those words really carried a lot of weight coming from Bill, you know, and, uh, and so as a leader, uh, it's just a big deal. It's one of those things that I just don't think you can do too much of. We've all heard the story about Arthur Blank, the uh, CEO yeah, of Home Depot. And uh, I just listened to an interview with him and that was one of his practices as a leader was to write letters, handwrite letters to various employees uh, of the Home Depot team, other team members who he had heard a good story about them. And he just was like, listen, I was just doing this just to, to, and just encourage some people. I know now that that massive organization, he couldn't be at every yep. store. So it was yep. just a way for him to, to maintain connection. He just thought it's a letter, right? It's a piece of mail. And as he would go out to stores, he could not believe how many letters he saw framed, how many people kept letters in their purse or in their wallet. And they'd meet him and they'd bring it out and be like, you wrote this. And he's going, really? You kept that? <laughs> Okay, you know, but yeah. he was learning. Hey, these words carry a lot of weight. weight. They That's carry it. a lot of weight, That's and so it. I need to be able to do it. I think we live in a day and age right now when you and I are recording this here in the uh, the end of the summer of 2020. Technology makes it so easy to be an encourager, yeah. right? And um, and so we've talked a little bit about electronic communication on here, filled with dangers, right? That you can do so much wrong with text messages and emails and tweets and all that kind of stuff. But there's one thing that you can do right, and it's really easy to do right, and that's encouragement. Yeah. And it yeah. takes almost no time, right? right. Just, right. hey, you really, I love those insights you had in that meeting today. Send. Uh, again, just drove home today thinking about how happy I am that you're on the team. Send. I mean, you just can use technology to your advantage, and uh, and it just, it carries weight. Yeah. People remember yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, this week, I'm... I remember, and what's really interesting, I remember being the recipient of those a whole mm -hmm. lot more than I do about sending them. I'm trying to be good yeah. uh, at them, but uh, hopefully people feel the same way about my encouragement as I do about, you know, um, uh, Blake uh, Holmes, who's our campus pastor. He was, um, uh, he, he said he was running this weekend. I don't know if he was. Uh, he texted me, he goes, man, I'm out on a run. And I was just, man, I was thinking God for you, yep. uh, brother. And uh, a couple other things. And how, how can I pray? And I was like, well, man, look at this guy. That's you know, great. He's out there. I can't, I can't text and run. Yeah. Uh, I can barely run. And, uh, but, uh, and I was like, man, that, that, that means something. It really know, does. Blake. And yeah. His, his words, his words have weight in my life. Uh, and he, I think he does a good job of measuring them and being wise, choosing them wisely. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we remember that we hold on to that. We keep those letters. People are doing that to you or they will increasingly and, um, choose, choose your words wisely. Yep. You know, we've talked about motivation and employee engagement, such a buzzword out there in the industry yeah. right now. And one of the things that really helps people stay motivated is when they know that their actions are impacting somebody's life. Yep. Right. That's now, good. in the church That's world, good. we should remember, I mean, all of our actions are ultimately impacting people's lives. But but sometimes the life that is being the most impacted is your life is being impacted by your team and the activities that they do. Uh -huh. Right. And yeah. so explain, um, explain and that. so what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if I'm I'm leading a team of 30 people and uh you know, they're maybe more behind the scenes type mm -hmm. stuff. And when I was leading the arts team, mm -hmm. you know, more behind the scenes, uh, we're not out on the front lines of ministry yep. and, uh, you know, whose job, those guys, whose life, those guys and girls, whose life they were making better most of the time, 
mine. The king. <laughs> yeah, mine. And uh, and that was whose life they were impacting the most because I, there was half the stuff. I didn't have to do it all, right? I mean, they, right. they literally were saving me time. They, uh, they, they were hours every week of stuff that I could have been spending time on that I didn't have to because those people were doing their job well. And um, I just remember just going, I cannot tell my team enough how much they are personally impacting my life, you know, and, uh, and that encouragement goes a long way. And especially because we were more behind the scenes type ministry yeah. that you didn't get to hear the amazing stories of life change that was because you shared the gospel with somebody or because you preached a sermon with somebody. And so just as leaders, just to remember a lot of times the lives, if you're in more of a work context, the life, the life who is most being changed is yours or being mm-hmm. improved is yours. And so thank your people yeah. <laughs> for Amen. that. Don't, uh, don't be stingy with all of that. Amen. So the so words of a, of a leader, uh, they carry a lot of weight. And so be generous with encouragement. It goes a long way. All right. Let's talk about the flip side of that yep. now with feedback and uh, your, your words here can carry a lot of weight, which the story you shared in the beginning, that's what you were trying to help right. the young leader understand. Right. Right. You're about to go give some feedback and you can't say it that way yeah. because your words can really sting right, right. now. So right. what are some things that leaders need to think about when it comes to feedback? feedback? Well, I think, you know, one is you need to understand. So let's say feedback and then even like um, harsh words, uh, discouraging words, let's just lump all those uh, together, anything hard. Like there is a long tail Mm. to those, a long tail. And so what happens a lot of times is we're reckless with our words and we forget. And the people that we said them to, they will remember that like some of them literally for the rest of their life. You ask them when they're 85 on their deathbed, hey, wh- tell me some things you remember. And it's like, I remember when Adam got on my case, you know, in the, in the year 2008 and he said this to me. I still remember that. Like, that's real. Yeah. That's really real. And so you just have to be um, really, really thoughtful, really, really measured uh, anytime things are hard feedback, yep. um, critique, um, those kind of things. And, and I like the way you talk about it, Adam. You, you, like, to you, not all feedback um, is equal and not everyone needs to receive the same feedback. Yeah. And similar so, yeah. to what, um, you know, the five love languages, how helpful that's been to married couples to know how to communicate with one another. I think there's some categories around feedback that are really helpful. And I'm getting this from the book, Thanks for the Feedback, yeah. and um, that I'm listening to right now. And I find this like, okay, that that's really good. Three types of feedback. There's appreciation which is kind of what we already talked about. Hey, you are making a valuable contribution and I appreciate it. Thank you. That's feedback. That's a form of feedback. The second one would be coaching, which is, hey, I think you can get better at what you're doing and here's some ways I think you can get better. And then uh, the third type would be evaluation. And let me just tell you globally right now, here's how you are fitting into the organization. Here's where I see your career heading. Um, Here's where I see you adding the most value to this team or to this organization, or here's what I think your superpowers are. And I think as, as leaders right now, oftentimes we're giving people feedback and, and we're kind of in one of those three categories. And in the same way that people, um, you know, with the five love languages that, Hey, I may like acts of service, but if you're a words of affirmation person, we could constantly be missing that somebody on your team may be seeking feedback, but what they really mean is I want appreciation and if they're asking for feedback and they want appreciation and you give coaching, there's going to be a mismatch yep. and some misunderstanding. Or you want some feedback right now and you want coaching and all I do is I tell you how valuable, how much I uh, appreciate you. Well, that's going to feel a little hollow, like, ah, that's not what I'm looking for right now. So I think those it's three good, categories, appreciation, coaching, evaluation is really, really helpful. And so as a leader, you got to be careful with all of them. 
and uh, be very measured in all of them and, uh, and let people know, hey, here's why I'm giving you the feedback. Right now, I'm giving you some evaluation. Right now, I'm giving you some coaching. Right now, I'm just telling you I appreciate you. Right. Or if somebody's asking for feedback, say, ask them, what kind of feedback do you want? Do you want appreciation? Do you want coaching? Do you want evaluation? Uh, what are so you looking for? So if someone asks you, hey, tell me, can you tell me? I would pause, right? So if you said, hey, John, give me some feedback. And I'd say, hey, tell, how could I be helpful right now? Yeah. What, what, what are you looking for? Yeah, what are you okay. looking for? Do you want to know just globally, kind of how do I see Good. you fitting into the organization or how I think your career is progressing right now. Because all I want is affirmation. You're gonna. I don't want you to blow yeah. me up right yeah. now. Yeah, and like that's it. what you may that's realize right. is somebody is just going. I just want to know I'm doing a good job. Like, uh-huh. will you just tell me something positive? Okay, great. Right. You can probably find something positive, right? And you that's can good. do that, and just just share that with them. That's good. So I think some of that just is going to help you. Those categories really really helpful to make sure because your words are weighty. Yeah. To make sure that they're meeting expectations as you give them. That's good. So yeah, I and Proverbs, I, you know, I love the way Proverbs like you know attaches symbols to to words, and so there there's a real either like destructive nature yeah. to uh, where they're, they're like swords or they they tear people down yeah. or they set things on fire, you know, and then uh, and then there's also like healing. Yeah, you know? a cool drink of water. Yeah, yeah, you know? and so that's ref- really good. refreshing. Yeah, and so. The the word the the you know the the noun is a is a word, but it can it can uh, go one or two different ways. Yeah, and it'll go one or two different ways for a really really long time. So don't as you were talking, um, Adam, I was thinking about the, just this. Don't ever give feedback when you're angry. Mm. You know, when you're just like they've someone's embarrassed you. You're mad. They didn't signal. They didn't read your intent, and you just want to go in there and let them have it. Like you probably need to tell them those things. But don't do so out of anger because what will get communicated is something different than the actual data that you need to relay. And that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. Forever. Or they're going to remember the tone. Yeah. As you even, you know, I think you and I were even swapping some stories before we hit record. Uh, The look on a face, you know, that's what they're going to remember. I can remember some from 25 years ago. It's amazing. 25 years ago. And here's the deal. I, if I, if I had dinner with that person and gave them all the circumstances and told them exactly what they said and what happened before, what happened after the, the changes that happened in everybody's life. There's just no way they'd remember it. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. And there's other, you know, John McGee's that are down downstream uh, and around and above uh, me that I'm doing the same thing to today. Yeah. So here's another area where words really matter as a young leader. Okay. So let's talk to young leaders here. Maybe people that don't have uh, uh, a huge, a group of people that they're responsible for. They're kind of that leader in training, that, that freshman center that you were talking yeah. about, right? That are, um, so you, you give feedback too, as a young leader. And a lot of times the feedback you give could be positive, but sometimes you have some critique and especially if you're a leader, you cannot help it. You will always find something wrong, something that could be better <laughs> and don't feel bad about yeah. that. Right? right. But you need to be wise about that. Right. That's just the way God wired you as a leader. And I just think, uh, what we need to be, what we really need to remember as a young leader is that oftentimes when you're critiquing something four or five years ago, what, like the thing you're critiquing four or five years ago, that was a killer idea. Somebody's amazing idea. It was an amazing idea. And the idea you're coming up with right now in four or five years is going to be critiqued by a young leader. And so, um, so be kind, yes. right? <laughs> be kind. And uh, that is such a skill. You and I have seen some young leaders on staff uh, lose reputation points very fast because they speak criticism with a harshness um, and not any appreciation and recognition for the work that was done before them. And so as a young leader, if you see things that are wrong, don't shut up about it. You need to say something about it. 
but you have to be extra careful and extra wise to say it in a respectful way so that it gets heard. And, um, and I think that is stuff that was some advice that was shared with me when I was younger. I wish I would have heard it even before I, when I did hear it, cause it would have saved me a lot of headache. Um, and is really, really great advice for young leaders, especially when it comes to feedback in their words. Yeah. So, you know, to the the double-sided coin, make sure that you affirm. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of times young leaders will say, well, that's implied. I'm still here. So I I like you, you know, or I'm talking, we're talking. So I like you. I showed up. (laughs) It means I love you. (laughs) Right. So uh, you probably should say it too, you know, and that would be like the boss going, well, I still pay you. That's right. I do appreciate you. Right. Right. That's what the money's for. Right. 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 And I think as a young leader, like there's so much energy and angst and, uh, do better and run faster and, you know, jump higher that, uh, we forget to affirm those, uh, they're people. They're insecure. They need to hear that you like uh, being around them. You respect what they have done, mm, that's where good. they're headed. They're, they've got all the same needs and uh, desires you do. So, and you have fresh eyes. And you, if you're if you're wise, if you're wise, uh, realizing that your your words do have weight, yeah. right? Whether whether the old guy lets you know or not, um, if you think you know that his organization is dated or it's uh, dumb or confusing, like he hears you. Yeah, he, he, he criticism might, always. Yeah. Or often gets remembered. Yeah. Right. He'll brush you off and act like, you know, you're just a kid and you don't, but he hears you. And he so, um, so it's your responsibility to make sure that you encourage, that's make good. sure that, uh, yeah, you are also a refreshing drink of water yeah. as well. So that's good. All right. All right. So the words have weight, they have weight with encouragement. They have weight when we're criticizing or giving some feedback. And I think just to put a bow on all of this, the last little category here to talk about this as leaders, it is really important to telegraph your intent as often as possible. And I know we've talked about that on the podcast before, but it's worth bringing up again. The human heart is like a cell phone that is always looking for a signal. And the signal that often we're looking for in interactions with other humans is what is this person's intent? Mm -hmm. Are they for me? Are they against me? Uh, do they want me to succeed? Do they not want me to succeed? That intent, we're constantly just going, What you yeah. know, where is yeah. this person? Where is this person? And if we sense something is off, that they're not for us, well, now our bias, we're going to listen to the words completely yeah. different. So as leaders, because our words carry so much weight, we have to be extra careful. It's on us. It's yeah. not on the other people. Yeah. It's on us to be very, very clear with our intent. And so sometimes I think just simple ways that this could uh, this could happen is, uh, a leader's being presented with a problem and they don't have the immediate answer and they just start talking, <laughs> just start verbally processing, right? Every leader's guilty of this. Just start verbally processing. All the, everybody in the room right now could be writing down notes furiously thinking you're giving the answer. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and by the way, the tone that you have with it, you seem to be very fired up about the answer and you seem to believe this answer very strongly. And then they go run off in a direction and start a new project. And then they meet with you two weeks later and they're like, we did that thing. And like, what? That was not a directive. I was just talking out loud. So I think when you're trying to solve a problem, just let people know, Hey, I'm just going to talk out loud for a moment. Don't write any notes, you know, uh, little things like that, little phrases that just uh, indicate and declare your intent can be really, really helpful to go. Just let me process right now. Yeah. Uh, give me, you know, I'm in some ways I'm asking for grace uh, to just kind of s- talk about some things right now. Um, I think that can be really helpful. I, I do notice that Todd will say this often and I find it very helpful. He's got, I'm going to say something stronger than I believe it right yeah. now. Yeah. Just that little bit just goes, okay, he's just talking. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. little phrases like mm-hmm. that, just letting people know what your intent is because with the leader having powerful words, you start talking, people are going to start writing down things and they're going to start going, this is what he or she believes right now. And that may not always be the case. 
So, I mean, that is a great example of how much uh, weight our words have. So that's, we've talked about encouragement. We've talked about kind of, you know, any type of correction, but just globally, even yeah. in a meeting, hey, I wonder if we, and it's so clear to you that you're just thinking out loud and everyone goes, man, that's clearly what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Guys, you know, we need to stay late because, um, you know. Because you, you heard them or you, you heard you, her. in the this room. This is what they said. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, no, I was just, I was just musing. And yeah. So that is like, if you, you need to be aware of how weighty uh, yep. your words are, you know. The same thing around like uh, clarity of vision and things like that. Um, for you to say, this is where we're going. You know, like, mm. what, is it? what is it? I mean, we all know that, you know, but to hear you say that, it just packs a punch yep. that I don't think you understand. Yep. I, I just don't think we understand um, and how just helpful and guiding and settling that is when I, 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 I either know exactly where we're going or I think this is where we're, we're going and, and everyone goes, okay, great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this guy, you know, what he's cause he said, you remember he said that three weeks ago, this is what we're doing. I'm still locked in on that. You need to understand that your words have weight. I, uh, one that's really helpful for me as somebody who can wear my emotions on my sleeve is, um, when I'm in a bad mood, I just need to say, I'm kind of cranky today. <laughs> I mean, just that little bit, like, you Hey, I'm going to ja- how I'm gonna, you say that to Jackie. Oh my gosh. The days that end in Y, right. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> it just depends on how late in the day it is. Um, no, and I'm being uh, half kidding with all that, but I, there've been many times where I've just been in a bad mood and that's just it. It, and it could be because I haven't exercised in three days yep. or, yep. uh, I ate yeah. too much ice cream the night before. I didn't get enough sleep for whatever reason. I'm just not happy, you know, and I'm not feeling very optimistic Yep. and I'm just kind of cranky. And also that's I'm good. in my forties. Right. And so <laughs> it could be any of those, but as a leader, just little things like that are really helpful for people. I remember doing that a few times in conversations, just going, guys, today I'm just kind of cranky. I just want to let you know. And everybody's going, thank you. Yes. Uh, so, or frustrated an individual or a person, you yep. know, and uh, uh, you could you could inadvertently talk about someone or something that you're just frustrated about. And, and then that, you know, that person then becomes, you know, persona non grata to your team. And you're like, oh, no, no, I didn't. I don't feel that way about him. I just had, we just had a bad day. You know? Yeah. Well, you need to understand that what you said about that person in that moment carried weight and they all locked onto it. And so that's how, that's, that's how we view that. Yep. So, um, yeah, this has, our words have weight. Yep. Be what I, I want to uh, leave our listeners with. And um, I was thinking about a C.S. Lewis book. I don't know me and I don't know who else has, has read it, you know, uh, Till We Have Faces. Have you ever read that book? I haven't, but Nathan Wagnon has. I oh, is he really? I mean, he's read everything by C.S. Lewis. Steph, so. C.S. Lewis didn't even write. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I can roughly um, outline the book, but here's, I mean, this, this scene is so darn powerful. The king um, has, he's got a, a, two daughters and one who's, who's very beautiful and one uh, who's not. And he takes, uh, when, when she's young, she, he takes the, the not beautiful daughter, stands her in front of a mirror. So you got the pictures, full length mirror, daughter, dad, king. And he's looking at her through the mirror and he's telling her how ugly she is. Mm. And, and it is in that moment, it is set and she believes it and she wears a veil for the rest of her life. Mm. And, uh, and I don't even think I had, I don't even had kids when I read that book, but I, I remembered that. Yeah. that image. And uh, we stand in front of mirrors and tell God's kids how they should view themselves yeah. and they latch onto mm-hmm. it, guys. And uh, and we, we just think we're talking. And you are, you, you are either esteeming God's creation and giving them value and belief in ways that will mark them for the rest of their life or um, 
I mean, you're crippling people That's really good. with your, with your words. So they just, they just matter. Yeah. And uh, just think about that in big situations and small situations and the way you greet your spouse and your kids and your, your coworkers and the way you, the way you start your messages as you agree, uh, greet your, uh, your congregants or your employees, like, yep. It matters. Gosh, it has good. weight. Thank you, John. That was really, uh, really a lot of fun. Good conversation. Well, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode or topics you would like for us to consider for future episodes, please feel free to email us. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.